Good morning, good morning, good morning. Listen, you just have to go ahead and testify that God has been good indeed. I know he's been good to you because he certainly has been good to me. And if God has been good to me, listen, God has been good to you. You ought to at least uh, put your hands together. You ought to at least give God some praise because can't nobody testify about God's goodness better than you can. So come on, why don't you just join me and give God the praise? I know you, wherever living space that you're in, wherever you happen to be uh, viewing this broadcast, listen, I need you to give God some praise if God has indeed been good to you. He's worthy of the praise. The Bible says from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, God is worthy to be praised. God bless you, beloved. Thank you so much for being with us on this another day in which the Lord has made. And the Bible tells us that we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm excited about what God is going to do today. I'm excited about what God wants to say to his people at this very hour. Over the past few weeks, Elder Michael J. and I have been walking through Matthew chapter number 14. And we've looked at it from various viewpoints. We've looked at it from the aspect of uh, of, of Jesus being our help and what he offers and provides. Then we looked at it through the eyes of Peter and what Peter himself discovered. I want us to come back and revisit this text one more time. Yes, as we wrap a bow around this text. This time I want to give you the full context. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter number 14. And I want to begin at verse 22. Read down to verse 33. And reading from the New International Version of the Scriptures, you will find these words. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Verse 25 says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. My God. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They, it's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to him, you need to hear this, take courage. It is I. Be, be not afraid. And Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said to Peter, come. Bible says, then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, but those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the son of God. My brothers and sisters, this morning, I want to put a tag on this text and I want to talk about a blessing in disguise. Would you say that with me? A blessing 
in disguise. Now, wherever you are in your living space, I want you to touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, Pastor Hubbard's going to talk about a blessing in disguise. There are three things I want us to see in this text. I want us to see, first of all, that if this text is going to make sense to any one of us, if we're going to be able to see blessings that are in disguise, you need to be able to understand and see these three points. First thing I want to talk about is storms are a blessing in disguise. Are you with me? And not only are storms a blessing in disguise, but sinking <laughs> is a blessing in disguise. And then third thing I want to talk about, and that is suspense is a blessing in disguise. My brothers and sisters, you and I have been duped into believing that blessings are only those things that we tangibly receive. Some of us are under the impression that uh, if I've got the latest car, then I'm blessed. Or if I've got the largest house, then I'm blessed. Or if I've got a bank account that's running over, then I'm blessed. But the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, that blessings come in all kinds of ways. And sometimes the greatest blessings that you and I can receive are those that come in disguise. And our text today, uh, we need to understand that the disciples in our text uh, have just witnessed, if you will, some of the greatest miracles Jesus has ever performed. In fact, with their own eyes, they saw Jesus take uh, a meager uh, lunch of a little boy and uh, that was consistent of two fish and five loaves of bread and feed 5,000 people, not including women and children. They have just witnessed, yes, with their own eyes, how Jesus took limited resources and blessed them and broke them and blessed thousands. So my brothers and sisters, after you need to understand that after some of the greatest triumphs, we sometimes experience some of the greatest tests. And the Bible says that. After this miracle, Jesus instructs the disciples to get into the boat and go to the other side. Don't you miss that? I said, Jesus uh, instructs the disciples to get into the boat and go to the other side. I said, don't don't miss that. Jesus, the second person of the triune Godhead, Jesus, the second person of the majestic plural, Jesus, the one who knows all, sees all, instructs the disciples to get into the boat and journey to the other side, knowing that they will be confronted by a storm. Jesus, the greatest meteorologist, who is able to forecast storms without the use of technology, unlike Neil Frank. He can, Neil Frank can only tell us about a storm, but he can't do nothing about it. But, but Jesus instructs the disciples to get into the boat, knowing that, my God, they were going to find themselves in the middle of a storm. And my brothers and sisters, every citizen in Houston, or near the Gulf Coast is familiar with uh, the other devastation that storms can bring. 
And those of you listening to the sound of my voice uh, have seen with your own eyes the destruction, the danger, and the death storms can bring. And with that awareness comes a heightened sense of precaution and preparation that one must take to endure such a storm if and when they find us. And my brothers and sisters, uh, in our personal lives, each of us will face some storms. Each of us will face some storms of varying degrees. Your storm may not pack much wind, but uh, and they might. Uh, but it might be full of a lot of rain. Other storms may have no rain, but the winds can be just as devastating. But regardless of the degree of the storm, can I get one witness that a storm is a storm? I don't know who I'm talking to, but you might be in a storm right now. And your world is wobbling, and your security is shaking, and your foundation is un unsure but i've got some good news for you i said i've got some good news for you storms <laughs> are just temporary not only are storms temporary but i've been sent to bring you a reminder that uh-huh the savior sees you in your storm can i get a witness here regardless of the storm god sent me to assure you that god not only sees the storm but god sees you Mm-hmm. He knows what's causing your heart to rage and he knows what's causing your heart to fear. God sent me to tell somebody that he knows and that he understands. He knows where you are and he knows what you are going through. And my brothers and sisters, you need to recognize that a storm is a temporary collision of natural things. Yes, it is. A storm is a temporary occurrence that comes and it goes. In other words, storms are not designed to last forever. Can I get a witness here? The storms are only seasonal. The storms are temporary. That storms come and storms go. But the question is, when the storm comes, are you prepared? Just a few weeks ago, Hurricane Laura uh, was on the horizon and my wife and I went uh, because we needed to prepare, oh my goodness, for Hurricane Laura's arrival. We were expecting Hurricane Laura to, to, to come through our area. And so what we did, we went to Sam's and picked up water. Uh, we went to another store and bought some other groceries and the wife said, wait a minute, I, we need some, some candles. And she went and purchased candles. What we did was prepared for the storm. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. But you need to recognize that storms will come. You remember Jesus' words in John chapter 16, verse 33? Jesus said, uh, in a very real sense, he said to us uh, that uh, 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 in this life, my goodness, you will have tribulation storms. He says, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Did you hear that? Jesus said, you shall have 
And shall have is in the future perfect tense, which means simply means that uh, an action will be completed between now and some point in the future. And all Jesus is saying is that storms will come. I don't know about you, but my little mama, my grandmother, little mama, and, and maybe your big mama, they understood future tense better than we did. They would just simply put it this way. They would say, baby, just keep living. <laughs> Because they understood that you may not have experienced it yet, but if you keep waking up, a storm is going to come in your life. And your storm may not have come yet, but you need to rest assured that your storm is coming. Can I get a witness here? Storms. Storms are just a blessing that come to us. In disguise. You need to look at the text. Here it is. The blessing that comes to us is the fact of recognizing that Jesus sees us. That's what we were reminded of last week in our storm. And not only does he see us, but Jesus comes to us in our storm. Everyday hardships of life are just simply an opportunity for us to get to know our Christ better. In fact, in fact, no matter the storm, no matter the outcome, the truth of the matter is you and I can count on God. I believe it was Kirk Franklin who's, who said it this way. He said, there's a blessing. That's what he said in the storm. Because God never promised that we would miss storms, but he did promise us that he would be with us in the storm. I said God said he'll be with us in the storm. That's good news. I said that's good news. That's good news. But maybe your world is wobbly. Maybe your security is shaking. Maybe your foundation is unsure. But the good news is storms are just temporary. And God has a blessing for you in the storm. But wait a second. There's a second thing the text is tailored to teach us. The text is tailored to teach us that sinking is a blessing in disguise. It's right here in the text. Peter, oh, after recognizing that it is Jesus, asked for him to do the impossible. He said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come on. Isn't that just like Jesus? Because he wants to be like his master, and I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe, don't you want to be like Christ? Don't you want to be like our master? And whenever you want to be like him, whenever you want to do what he calls you to do, whenever you want to do what he's doing, he always bids us to come. Can't you see it? Peter gets out of the boat, and he's walking on the water. Oh, y'all missed that. 
He's walking, he's walking, he's walking. He's doing something that's impossible. He's doing something that has never been done before. He knows as a fisherman that 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 walking on water is not to be accomplished. But here he is, a fisherman, not floating, but walking on the water. And as he's walking toward Jesus, the Bible says that as he maintained his focus on the Lord, he was able to do the impossible. Until. Can you say until? He was able to do the impossible until. He was able to do the impossible until he started to see the winds and the waves. Now, my brothers and sisters, the winds and the waves is what got him in this predicament. The winds and the waves did not just all of a sudden show up. The winds and the waves have already been raging. In fact, they have been straining at the oil according to uh, 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 what Mark identifies. But yet, when he got ready to do the impossible, he lost his focus and started looking at the things around him. My Lord. And the Bible says he started to sink. Said as a blessing in the storm. And do you not realize, my brothers and sisters, that sinking is a blessing in disguise? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you asking the question, how is it that sinking is a blessing in disguise? First of all, Peter would have never known that God can save if he had not started to sink. Peter would not never known that God hears prayers if he had not started to sink. Peter would never understood the, the majesty and the might of our Lord if he had not begun sinking. Because here's what happened. Peter discovered that 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 as he was sinking uh, in the murky depths of the sea, that he cried out, Lord, save me. And the Bible says immediately, not later, immediately, not after his confession, immediately, not after him, his asking for forgiveness. The Bible says that immediately, God, our Lord. Reached out and rescued him. Oh, I'm trying to get you to understand that sinking is a blessing in the sky. And somebody watching me knows what it is to sink. Somebody watching me knows what it means to take your eyes off the master. Somebody watching me know what it means to put your eyes on the things that's going on around you. And I want to suggest that whenever you take your eyes off the Lord, sinking is inevitable. But oh, the blessing is if you start sinking and you cry out to the master while you're sinking, <laughs> he'll reach out and grab you. That's the blessing. The blessing is he'll rescue you. The blessing is he will save you. The Bible says Peter discovered out of his own encounter, his own personal experience, that sinking was a blessing in disguise. I got to leave you here now. But there's a third thing 
in this text. Yeah. The third thing is suspense is a blessing in disguise. I want you to see this in the text. It's, it's a piece that uh, caught my attention because the Bible says, uh, and I did my research, Elder, I did my research, I did my research, I did my research, and, and, and uh, uh, as I was reading uh, Eugene Peterson's Domestic Bible, here's this caveat captured me. The Bible says that the disciples in the boat, this is how Eugene Peterson translates this passage, the, the disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, Worship Jesus saying, this is it. You are God's son for sure. Did y'all hear that? The Bible says that they were watching the whole incident. They, they saw Jesus walking on the water. They saw Peter climb out of the boat. They saw Peter walk on water. They, they saw Jesus reach out his hand and save Peter. They saw what happened when Jesus got into the boat. With Peter. In other words, that, that suspense turned out to be a blessing. And I want to suggest this morning that others are watching you as you go through your storm. I said others are watching you. Uh, they, they, they are either being convinced of who Jesus is or they are becoming cynical uh, of who Jesus is. As you go through your storms of life together, they are being persuaded or they are becoming pessimistic. These disciples who remained in the boat watched in suspense how Jesus calmed the storm in Peter and their lives. And can I tell you what happened in their watching? Their suspense turned into a blessing because they started worshiping the Lord. That's what the text says. And I don't know about you, but I've had my share of storms in my life. I've, I've felt the winds blowing in my life. Can I get a witness here? I've seen the white caps of the waves uh, raise, raise up in my life. I've seen the lightning flashing and I've heard the thunder rolling. I've felt sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I've heard a voice from heaven tell me, servant, fight on. Hmm. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. And I wonder, is there anybody under the sound of my weak voice who can stand and testify that I've been through my own storm? Anybody here who's willing to say that I've seen the lightning flash and I've heard the thunder roll? Anybody can testify that there's been storms of various fashions in my life. Storms of sickness, storms of uh marital storms, storms in my career, relational storms, financial storms, mental storms, and even death storms. But I wonder, can I get at least 20 people to testify that that uh, the Lord kept me? Oh, y'all not feeling me that yet. I said, I need at least 20 people who can testify that I've had storms in my life. I've, I've had encounters in my life. I've had various types of storms in my life. But through it all, the Lord has kept me. Can I get a witness here? 
The, the storm raged, but he kept me. The storm blew, but I got a blessing out of the storm. What did I get? What, what kind of blessing did I get? Well, God gave me my peace back. God gave me my hope back. God gave me my joy back. God strengthened my faith. God gave me my confidence back. And because he did that for me, I've got to worship him. Can I get a witness here? I got to worship him for taking for taking care of me. I got to worship him for saving me. I've got to worship him. I wish I had about 10 people who would just don't mind. Just go ahead and worship him right now. If if you don't mind, find somebody and tell them that God's been good to me. I said, if you don't mind, go ahead and tell somebody that God has been good to him. Tell me, tell them what the Lord has done for you. Tell them how. He has opened doors in your life. Tell him how he brought you out. Tell them how he heard your cry. Tell them. Uh, you need to tell them. Y'all not feeling me yet. I said, tell them. Tell them. Tell them how he woke you up this morning. Tell them how he started you on your way. Tell them how he put food on your table and clothes on your back. Money in your account. Somebody ought to say, ain't he all right? He is all right. I said, he's all right. You ought to be able to testify that I've been through the storm and I've made it. Now I've got blessings that were unexpected. I got blessings that I did not even anticipate. What did I get? I didn't even know that my storm was a blessing. This came true just a few weeks ago. There was a young man named, I think it's not Israel Rodriguez. We all witnessed uh, his situation live on television. CNN was doing a broadcast. And the constables, the constables of our city were evicting people who were unable to pay their rent. He was caught up in the storm. And the constables knocked on Israel's door, gave him the eviction notice and said, you got 30 minutes to get whatever you can. And you and your family have got the exit. Here it is, a 23-year-old male, married, two children, and taking care of his mom. He's got 30 minutes to get what he can. And I heard him with my own ears say, we don't have nowhere to go. That didn't bother the constable at the moment. And here it is, they gathered what they could, put it in a baby stroller and walked away. I followed up on that story. He was in the storm, financial storm, and he showed the check. He said, I got one, I got a check, uncashed, $300, that's all I got. Gonna use it for my next apartment. He'd been holding on to it. But here he is, he, his wife, two children and mom out on the street. I followed his story. The story captured the hearts of people all across this country who have been affected by the coronavirus, that's a storm, who have been correct, uh, uh, who have been affected by the economic downturn, that's a storm. Here it is, he's caught up 
now in another storm. Storm of eviction. Somebody uh, was watching as well as myself. Thousands of others were captured, hearts pricked by this endeavor. And as a result of that situation, here Israel now is standing in front of a camera. And somebody is saying, look, I want to take care. I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. Thousands poured in. He discovered that that was a blessing in the storm. Blessings come, yes, even in storms. GoFundMe account was set up for him. Hundreds of thousands of dollars were raised. God showed up. And whenever God shows up, he always shows out. And God brought this family and other families through. You too can testify how God has made a way. You see, the storm is just temporary. But God uses the storm to mature us. He uses the storm to change us. He uses the storm to encourage us. And as we go through our storms, we will discover that God sees us. And not only does God see us, but God will come to us. And even when we are sinking, sinking relationally, sinking mentally, sinking financially, even sinking sinfully, if you cry out to him, He'll reach out his hand and he'll rescue you. But then finally, that's a blessing even in the suspense. Others are watching how you are navigating through your storm. Yes, we may fail. Yes, we may sink. But when you reach out your hand, when you open up your mouth and ask God, save you. And if you do, I wish I had about 10 people who would say, he will save you. He will save you. He will save you. He'll save you and bring you to a place of safety. The Bible says that when Jesus and Peter got into the boat, my goodness, the storm stopped. Let Jesus in your boat. 